Hi friends, this is Susan. This is Portia. And welcome to another episode of She Speaks Stories. And you guys, um, we know that this is going to be an amazing episode because this has been the craziest morning that we have had in quite some time. Are you about to tell everybody? No, I will not tell them that. (laughs) Thank you. But I will say. Just know it was crazy. And maybe if you message us through the socials, we'll tell you. But we are not recording what happened? Oh, my heavens. I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. I just want you guys to know on the, we, and the thing is with our precious, very beautiful guest today, I had just prayed that God would do only what God could do in an episode and that he would show up in a powerful way. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden we did, we Portia appeared on the screen, man, right after that prayer <laughs> was over. And I, um, I had done portion of the intro and all of a sudden there's Portia. I was like, Oh, there she is right there. This has been a crazy morning. You know what I'm excited about though, Portia, is um, this weekend, um, while we are recording right this very moment, um, our story school participants are in the middle of a weekend with Katie. Uh, And because of COVID, they're doing it Zoom. I mean, there's a few of them Mm -hmm. that are together at a beach house. They're roughing it for Jesus. But the rest (laughs) of them are all on Zoom. And I cannot wait to hear what God does during that weekend, because it is, it's just, they have been doing, oh, Katie has been telling us the beauty of Thursdays in story school and all that God's doing in story school. And the women that are saying, not only are they loving what they're learning, but they're loving the community that is coming out of story school. They felt so lonely Mm -hmm. being in isolation in COVID. And now they are loving just the community they're experiencing in their small group within story school. I love that so much. There's so much power in community. There's so much power in just setting aside specific time Mm -hmm. to hear from the Lord, to learn from God's word and to be with others. And I love that they're using technology. It doesn't have to be, oh, because it's Zoom, God's not going to be there. God's everywhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that truly what the enemy meant for evil, God turns it for good in that the enemy loves isolation and Mm -hmm. makes you feel defeated. But through modern day technology, these women that have gathered together to study the word every Thursday, God is not only honoring that with a deep love for him, but he really is providing them community together. I mean, right? Ah, I just love it. I love it so much. I can't wait to hear about it. And the thing that Katie was looking most forward to is that Anna Minoke that was, is one of the story school, is she a participant or is she a small group leader too? I think she might be a small group leader. She's a small group leader. Yeah. So she's one of our story school small group leaders and she is hosting some of the story school leadership at her beach house. But Mm -hmm. the thing that Katie was most looking forward to is that Anna is like, apparently this amazing chef. Yeah. (laughs) Katie was like, "Um, we will eat well. (laughs) And a former uh, guest. So you should go back and listen to her episode because her story is powerful. Well, it is powerful. You do need to go back and listen to that story because her son before COVID was a thing had COVID is what they're, yeah. And that he was struggling with this um, uh, respiratory thing that almost killed him, very healthy 20 something. And they did not know what it was. They did not know what it was. And then all of a sudden hindsight, they're like, that was COVID. Holy cow. But that's a powerful story. Powerful story that Anna did. Anyway, so today we have an incredible guest and she lives in Virginia. So you know that she's near and dear to my heart too, because 
fellow Virginian. Um, and so I'm going to um, introduce her and then we're going to dive right in and not waste one single more second. Today, we are going to get to meet Diana Laguerre. As she is passionate about sharing her faith and life experiences with words and helping other women do the same. As the founder of the women's writing group, Women of Words, I love that, she works with first-time authors to provide editing, ghostwriting, and coaching services to get their words published. I love this so much. She's the author of four books, including a cookbook and two memoirs. Diana is with us today to talk about her newly released devotional, Celebrations of Praise, 365 ways to fill each day with meaningful moments. Diana, we are so glad that you're with us. Welcome, welcome, welcome to She Speaks Stories. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be so good. I tell you what, Diana, you... the fact that you were not scared off by what just happened before we came and started recording. That we're not speaking of. I, we're not speaking of it right now. But the fact that you did not get scared off by the portion I laughing hysterically means you are one of our people and we just love you. So this is oh going to be goodness. good. <laughs> I, I also love the fact that you lead an organization called Women of Words. Yes. Women of Words. Because here's the thing. Because I think there's a bad rap for women in all of the words that we have and all these different jokes that... We're always talking. No, no, no. This is how God created us. This That's is how right. God made us. And this is, I mean, we're not a monolith. I mean, we're hearing that a lot in society right now. We're, there's so much nuance and change. But I love that you're taking something that a lot of women have. That's right. And using it for redemptive purposes. And instead of, no woman, you need to close your mouth. You're like, no, no, no. Let's open our mouth with these words that have been given to us by the Holy Spirit. And so thank you. I love you. that. I just feel like you are a champion of women who are wordy, like myself. I feel affirmed today. Thank you. That's so good. Uh, That is so good. (laughs) That's just, all right. So we want to dive in. And the first question that we want to ask you, Diana, is Celebrations of Praise is such a beautiful book to page through and engage with. How has God used your lifelong love for writing painting and photography in the design of your new book. And I have seen it. It is so beautiful. Well, um, I have had a lifelong love for art. It's actually been part of my DNA since I was a toddler. And my first kindergarten memory, I can remember walking into the art room and seeing the smocks and the paint and the the aprons, uh, the, the smocks and the paint. and I was so excited by that, and I could still remember that. And then in fourth grade, I wanted a camera so badly, my parents couldn't afford to give it to me. And so I saw on the uh, Dum Dum wrappers, if you'd save a hundred of these, you could have a camera for thirty-five cents. And so I had thirty-five cents. I just needed the hundred Dum Dum wrappers. So I ate <laughs> lollipops like there's no tomorrow, <laughs> and I got that little camera and. Long story short, my entire life has been art and photography. I ended up working as a professional photographer, doing weddings and portraits later on. And I feel like God has told me that since a child. And so every single place I went, if there was not art in the job description, I wrote it in. And I found Mm. a way to do art, be creative, use my camera, (laughs) use painting, graphic design, whatever. And so... 
Um, this book has been a really fun project for me. I had an amazing designer that helped me make the cover, but I was able to do all the creative design, selecting all the photos and the graphics um, and any of the quotes. And it's truly been like the most exciting highlight of my career is to be able to put this book together. So I feel like it's been just my whole life just rolled into this book. I love that. Using the photography, using everything. That's so good. That I love that story about the dum dums. That's precious. I love that. I love that. Here's here's a question though. But y'all, it's snowing outside my window right now. It is snowing, and it is in October. See, that does not make sense. (laughs) That doesn't make sense. Listeners, you may have forgotten that I live in Minnesota. I know. That is so crazy. No, that is crazy. But what I really wanted to know was what your, is your favorite type of dum-dum? Because I like the blue ones, the blue raspberry. Um, do you have a favorite? Cherry. Ah, there you go. There you go. That's okay. good. That's good. Okay. Um, Diana, you encourage readers um, in your new book, in your devotional, um, to embrace the smaller moments in life. Now tell me, why do you think that's important? But then also how has embracing those smaller moments changed your own life? Well, I really wish I had learned this earlier in my life because looking back when I think about things, I don't remember the big moments so much. I mean, Mm -hmm. even things like wedding days are a blur. And I feel like what happens we're so busy planning those big events that we don't even take time to enjoy our own party. Mm. So we put all of our heart and soul into creating this big event. And then when it's over, it's just like over and it's like a balloon popped and we don't even know what happened. We don't remember Mm. any of the details, but those small little moments that happen through our life, those are the things that we will think about later on. Yes. And those are the things, you know, we'll get a smile on our face 20 years later, remembering some little thing our child did or a moment, you know, when a friend yeah. touched our heart and made us feel really special. Yeah. Um, and those okay. are God moments. Like that's God divinely planning something. I love that. Bless yes. us and encourage us. But when we try to put our whole self into it, sometimes, yes. I mean, we're just putting so much effort into it, which is not necessary. And yeah. so- Now that I'm older, I really try to savor the small moments. I had a knee injury back almost three years ago, and I have rheumatoid arthritis. So that has been like a a long journey, me and the Lord just kind of getting through that. And um, my leg swelled up really huge. And so I had this huge 10-pound leg that I would be lugging everywhere. And there was one point during that struggle because I had gone to all kinds of surgeons and doctors. It was back and forth so much. But in the midst of this, at the end, I had two swollen legs I was carrying around. Oh, yeah. I I felt in my spirit, like I really needed to be with my rheumatologist and have like certain procedures done that I had done decade ago. Um, but the doctors weren't listening to me. So I was forced to just have that leg. And then one day as I was mm-hmm. just trudging to work, um, carrying this leg, I felt like the Lord just spoke to my heart and said, I want you to slow down. I wow want you to slow down. I want you to look at things. I want you to see things. And I really started looking at that in that way, like really like 
noticing cloud formations and I didn't mm. see the flower planted here and just the simplest things. And so it was in the last nine months of having that leg that I actually wrote this book or wow. started to write this book. This is a two year sure. project. Yeah. But um, it was during that, that I started really thinking about, you know, every single day is a gift from God. Mm-hmm. And we can choose what we want to do with it. And so much of my life, I have literally sleepwalked through my life. Like I wow. just didn't even, you know, I didn't remember what I had for lunch the day before. <laughs> I just, you know, woke up, went to work, ate, went to bed and, you know, really didn't think about my day. So, wow. Wow. That's such a, if I could use the term wake up call, I think for us, today like are are we sleepwalking through our days are Mm. we just getting through the day it's just okay there's the alarm there's the rush there's this there's that and then here's my bed again finally at the end of the night to air quote pass out from the world to only get up and do it so much more and I can't help but hear you talk about this Diana and hear the heart of God saying that is not the life I planned for you yeah yeah yeah, that's good. Yeah. He wants us to have an abundant life and it is mm-hmm. definitely not without him. He's in yeah, every right. little detail of our life. And that's why I think right. the little moments are really the mm-hmm. big moments. Yeah. Those are the gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, and you know, that makes me also think too about um, sometimes as women, we do plan so much for the big moments. I mean, and not Mm -hmm. that that's bad, but things like uh, Pinterest, for instance, you're planning a party. You can no longer just plan a small party. You plan this crazy party because Pinterest has given you a million ideas and you have this whole comparison situation going on of other people now that everything is so in your face on socials. And I think when I look back, even on my childhood, I, I do remember the smaller things instead of all of the big, more gigantic things. And I think the smaller things, uh, I think they do speak to, I mean, like even growing up thinking about the people that helped shaped my life with my family and, um, different people within my church. And it was the small moments of those relationships that helped form my understanding of who God is. It was those small moments, not these gigantic moments. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, that's a good word. That is a good word. Yeah, I do too. Diana, in your book, you offer 365 activities for readers to engage in throughout the year to encourage them to make each day special. Like we've been talking about how, how did you select those activities for each day? And what is your hope um, for readers? What do you want them to take away as they're engaging in these different activities? Well, there really wasn't a selection process other than the fact that I wanted it broken down to seasons and then months. And so I kind of just thought about each season as being having a theme, like winter would be rest and restoration, letting go, starting new. And spring was all about renewal, waking up from the slumber. I love that. Summer was fun and celebrating your family and friends. And then fall, gratitude and serving others. And so each month, the corresponding activities relate to what there really is to do in that month. But I try sure. to stay to that theme. Um, and so really what I hope readers will take away from this, I don't want them to use this as, a okay, I've got to do these things. I want it sure. to be a guide. I want 
them to be inspired and motivated to do what touches their heart and soul. I want them to just be motivated to say, wow, there's 29 things I could do this month. You know, maybe they don't like all of them, but there's things that would really inspire and motivate and challenge and excite them um, to just make the day more special. I mean, even just a simple thing like making yourself food and sitting down and Mm -hmm. eating it and putting it on a pretty plate and, Mm -hmm. you know, having some pretty music. I mean, I love that. It just. Right. So. Just makes the day more special. I know, yeah, I love that. I um, that makes me think. My my husband and I, when I cook dinner, he'd be like, "Babe, why why are you putting all the food in like serving dishes?" And I was like, "Because we're eating off a paper plate, so I at least want the presentation to be pretty." There you go. The paper yeah. plates are practical. We have children. Yep. The putting it actually in a serving bowl yeah. is. I just I hope that that's something that they remember. Yeah. That mom made dinner, and that we sat around the table yeah. and also, you know, learning manners, please pass this, please pass that. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm hearing you say that yeah. those little things we can grab. And you know, there's special. one thing I that I that. remember as a child, I had the best friend that was from France and mm. her mom would warm the plates every <gasps> time we ate. And I will never forget that. I loved eating at her house because she would put these warm plates on the table and, the food on them, your food stayed warm. And she'd actually cut her meat. And I felt like, oh, how special. She's cutting my meat. She's putting it on a warm plate. And so it was kind of fun to eat at her house. Yeah. How'd she warm the plates? She put them in the oven. (gasps) Wow. Put them in the oven like 200 degrees or something. And then took them out with pot holders and gave everyone warm plates. So like, just like in a restaurant, you know, they'll give you a warm plate of food. I, I love that. You know, that makes me think, um, last week, one of my daughters was not feeling well at all. And, um, we, we live, my, we, uh, my parents live with us. We live in a multi-generational house and, um, my parents are on one level and we're on the next. And the other night, one of my daughters was, had a horrible migraine. She did not feel well at all. And all of a sudden my dad showed up and I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, cause he, at that time of evening, he does not, we don't see him. I said, what are you doing? And he said, I brought her this blanket and I was, and I was thinking in my mind, she has plenty of blankets. What is he doing? And he said, well, um, I heated, um, I just got it out of the dryer for her. Now he knew that she was a very cold natured person and she's always wearing sweatshirts and always complaining how cold her house, not complaining, but she is saying how our house is chilly. And he had brought her her this warmed up blanket. And I had not been able to get that image out of my head because um, when he came, he took it to her room and covered her up and then he left. And I said, and he goes, you should have seen her face. And I said, what? She just went, like, Papa, thank you. Like it was just a tiny little thing of warming the blanket up. It just made this magical moment for her where she felt loved. And I was like, oh, she felt seen and loved in her own little language. I love that. That's so good. And that was a moment of, that was a celebration of praise, right? Yes. Yes. I love that. Those are the little things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Um, Diana, your book offers journal prompts and it leaves room for readers to journal on their own experiences. So why is important, is it important for people to take time to journal? Because I love that. I love this idea and this thought behind this. 
I have been a journaler my whole life. I mean, ever since I was a kid, when I loved to write, I would start journaling. But I realized life is a learning experience. And if we rush through without journaling, we really forget things. Mm. Um, and we don't really realize what an amazing life we have yeah. unless we keep track of it. You know, we'll look at all the bad, all the negative things will come out to us. That's right. Oh, this has happened or that has happened. And, and all the good things are smothered. You don't even, yeah. you don't even think about those. And I learned this when I was reading old journals, I would stumble upon entries and I really would, I completely forgot like that happened and it would, you know, bring joy to me after reading it. Um, but more important than that, I really think like the nuggets of truth in our life, we don't really get them until we lay them out on paper. Mm. Um, so journaling helps us sort out the details. And then we reflect on it, we can recall like what we think about it. But we also see in hindsight, you know, hindsight, everything looks clear. Yeah. Um, we see what God thinks about that. Like mm. so many times uh. I will you know, recall something and I was so right. And it was, you know, my opinion. And, and then it's like, the Lord will show you, um, yeah, you kind of did that wrong. You know, I would have rather had you go this direction. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, um, we become aware of patterns in our life, things that, you know, history repeating itself, it repeats in our own lives. And, um, I just think journaling helps us Um, get a handle on, you know, the patterns we have. So we're not making the same mistakes over and over. Like years ago, uh, my journals would be poor me pity party, like every Mm. bad thing that happened to me. And then after a while, I got so depressed reading my journals. I thought, you know what, I'm not going to put that stuff in there anymore. Mm. I'm going to write about what's, what is happy in my life. What did mm-hmm. I notice that was good? Even if there's just nothing going on, like what yeah, little right. thing did you see that beautiful red leaf when you took the dog out? You know, whatever I can find. Um, and yeah, sometimes I do go there and have to vent, but um, I think it's so important when you think of the good things and write them down. And if you're having a down day, you can pull that journal and you can remember that God has given you a great life. And God has blessed you every day. And even when it's hard, he loves you. He's with you. And he wants us to be happy. He wants us, you know, to have joy. And sometimes life's hard. But journaling helps you remember the good things. Yeah, I love that. Um, I really appreciate what you said about nuggets of truth, that we miss them until we lay them out on paper. And um, I, I can hear... I can imagine that we have listeners who are like, but I just, I don't like to write things down. Well, I mean, use your voice memos on your phone mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. Um, or we maybe are having flashbacks to fourth grade or sixth grade writing class when your teacher's like, I need fatter sentences. I need yeah. fuller sentences. Yeah. You can bullet point. Yeah. You, can, you can make a list of the things that happened or the list of the feelings or the list of what you notice as opposed to, it doesn't have to be in your journal, a full narrative yeah. of your day. Yeah. You know? And um, I just, I just love, I think that's important. I think that helps us slow down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like that you talked about even being able to put it on the notes section of your phone, because that's kind of what mm-hmm. I've started doing um, with my personal journal journaling, because I, uh, Diana, you made this, the sentence um, that the good stuff gets smothered. 
And Mm -hmm. I do believe that in the course of crazy life, that the good stuff does get smothered and we don't, we Mm -hmm. we remember the hard things, but not the good things. Mm -hmm. And so um, lately, if somebody, um, we, I, my family and I've been walking a very crazy road the last many months. And I started doing this when like Portia would send me either a prayer or a, a scripture or just a thought that she was thinking, I would just copy and paste it and stick it in the notes section of my phone. Mm-hmm. And so I started then seeing other things like, okay, I need to remember what that is right there. And I would, so I now have this long note that the only thing about in, in that note section is things that are happening during this one little crazy part of our family's life going on. But when I pull it back up, it is like, it's not smothered. Like, like what you said, the good mm-hmm. gets smothered. It's like, God is showing me what he's doing, even in the hard times. Yeah. And I think okay. journaling, it shows us that God still shows up for us. Yeah. And that he shows up for us in ways that sometimes they're not gigantic, but it's all the small things along the way. Because I mm-hmm. feel like um, what's been in my heart the last two weeks is uh, Eugene Peterson's phrase that faith is a long obedience in the same direction. And right. sometimes that long obedience means we've got to remember the small things that we are doing and the things that he has done for us. And mm-hmm. I love that you're encouraging journaling this book. And I love that you are that gives somebody a way to capture the meaningful moments that are happening that God is doing. That's so good. Well, and even the cues with looking at seasons, I mean, our seasons are here for a purpose more than just they're, they're here for our, our very world. Things have to function, but the, we are also seasonal. And I love that you're giving people handles to grab a hold and just know, okay, so in this fall season, what is it that you can be grateful about? And it's, I find it amazing that when you stop and are grateful, then you, I, it seems like there's a natural outworking that you want to serve someone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you realize how much you have, how much you've been given, and I'm not just talking about material things, just the words that have been said to you, the right. care that has been shown to you, you can't help but want to give that same concerning care to someone else. That's right. That's right. And so I just, this is, this is such a great Book for right now, Diana, um, because the world is crazy yeah. and and people are looking for handles to hold on to and things to just remind them that they're, you're not, what is that song? It's a Katy Perry song. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? I feel <laughs> like they're a plastic bag right yeah, now. Yeah. And they're just being blown around left yeah. and right. But celebrations of praise Yes. There's so much good that comes when we stop and we praise. And I just, I appreciate you doing this. This is, this is an offering to the Lord, but I also feel like this is a tool for the people of God. And even if someone doesn't have a relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. that if they were to pick up this book, Diana, that they yeah. would begin to hear the voice of their creator calling exactly. to them. Exactly. And that was my heart in making it. I had mm-hmm. hoped to you know, inspire believers to keep their eye on the Lord. But those that didn't know the Lord, they would start to see glimpses of him throughout their mm-hmm. day and mm-hmm. um, be more aware of him. I love that so much. I love what you said about, you know, the seasons. And I wanted to um, just mention this quickly. One of the things that I feel seasons they do for us is... um they help us remember and think about what we're supposed to be doing with our life. Like in winter, okay, mm. um, 
the leaves, they don't think about holding on to anything. They just drop it. And I wrote about this in the book. The leaves just drop to the ground and rest. And I think sometimes Mm -hmm. we need to do that too. Just drop all the, you know, chaos, the drama, whatever's, you know, just cast your cares and Mm -hmm. just rest. And so, Mm -hmm. and then this, you know, spring coming alive and just, you know, allow the Lord to do something new in your life. Um, So I think like seasons are reminders for us Mm, and how we should behave in each time, you know, throughout all the seasons and the different events of our life. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's okay to batten down the hatches in the winter. It's okay to bundle up and pull people close in winter. Um, okay. Well, Diana, something that we ask all of our guests is if you were able to leave us with just one idea today, what would it be? Well, actually I have to give you two because I think they work hand in hand. Okay. okay. Keep a thankful heart and to celebrate small moment, the little moments. And it's because when, without a thankful heart, you're not going to see the little moments. And when you do see the little moments, your heart grows bigger, like truly it expands. And so um, I wish I had this book when I was younger. I would have carried mm-hmm. it everywhere. I would have, you know, reminded, it would have reminded me that God has given me so many precious and wonderful gifts. And I think we need to take time to enjoy these, all the gifts and the people that he puts in our path. So being thankful and looking at the little moments, I think that I is just that. so important. I love that. I love that so much. Listeners, if you're... Um, leaning in today and um, you're in a hard season or COVID has caused you really just to start having, you know, a negative tone to your spirit. I would say um, praise and negativity cannot live in the same sentence. That's good. And so I would say if you're finding yourself in that way or the people in your life that way, I would immediately get this book. And I would even say, if you've got daughters or sons, I would read it with them because um, really one thing that I am learning during this COVID season is that um, praise cannot live in the same uh, arena with worry or with negativity or with Mm -hmm. any of that stuff. When you are busy praising and finding those things to praise, you have less time to be negative or worry. And so get this book. Um, I would really, and also if you have friends that need to hear this uh, message, just send them this episode, text it to them, email it to them, put it on your socials. Cause it really is so important. It's so, it's so important to capture these meaningful moments. Um, mm-hmm. Diana, you have been a gift and this book is going to be a gift to so many, so, so many. Yeah, yeah, it is. yeah <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. Well, listeners, we love you guys, and we're so grateful that you uh, leaned in today with us, and um, we have got some pretty amazing things coming up in the next few months that we can't wait to tell you about. Um, (laughs) It's going to be so good, so good, and so we want you to stay tuned in on our website, on the socials, however you find us. Keep leaning in because um, our community is growing. And um, one thing I'm quite excited about too, Portia, is that our next at the table has been scheduled for the end of January. I know, so excited. Our newest team member, Irene Rollins, is going to join us for that. It's going to be so great. It is. It's going to be so, so great. So, all right, listeners, well, we love you guys and we hope you have a fantastic week. 
Bye. Bye.